I'm Henry Lin. And I'm Barnett Zitrin. And welcome to Better World. Better World is an exploration of badass people doing really good things. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. So welcome to Better World. Barnett, I hear you have the only stat that matters. No pressure. I do. Fashion is the second largest polluter in the world. Wow. Second to the petroleum industry. Lay it on me, bro. And this is a huge problem. Huge and problem. we intend to not only talk about the problem today, but actually fix it in possibly a 20 to 30 minute podcast. I'm really into this solution oriented <laughs> approach you've got. Yeah. It's all about knowledge acquisition for our listeners. There we they, are. We've pulled them and they've come to us and said, Henry and Barnett, we love your podcast, but we want more knowledge. We want to acquire more knowledge coming out of your podcast. Right. And we were like, okay, we're going to do this. This is our 100,000 listeners. Yeah. yeah. 10.5 million tons go into the landfill each year. 85% of Americans do not recycle clothing. With us on the pod today is none other than the great grandmaster of thrift, Topper Luciani, yo, the yo. founder of Good Fair. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. It's so cool to chat about all this stuff. I can't wait to dive in. Also with us today is our celebrity influencer, Megan Erminger. What up? Hi, Mom. Sick. <laughs> Shout out to Mom. <laughs> this is, is this version two or episode two within the fashion sub category of better world that is correct marina testino was uh our first episode and fashion scientist ruth gruka that's wow. correct yeah these that was a great episode that was, enjoy that. yeah so you guys high bar um topper tell us a little bit about what good fair does and uh, what problem you guys are solving in the fashion industry okay sounds great so there are around america we have and around the world lots of clothing recycling facilities and what these are are businesses that buy america's waste by the pound generally around 10 cents a pound and then they put labor into it uh invest in this clothing by sorting it and then they ship it overseas they ship it to africa they ship it to south america they ship it to europe and asia and there's a huge demand for american secondhand clothing overseas and what we do at Good Fair is we've recognized that there is tremendous demand for those clothes still here in America. In the retail market. In the retail market. So what we do is we use those recycling facilities that are already sorting the clothing and sell the clothing at retail um, by almost by, by category and by size. But it's kind of like a surprise. So you're buying... A flannel shirt as a surprise you don't know exactly the color you're gonna get but you know that you're buying a flannel shirt and you're getting a great deal on it and you're doing something that's good for the environment and you didn't have a slave make it in Bangladesh so you guys cracked the e-commerce code of how to sell used clothing by doing it by category and basically the consumer gets a discounted uh, cost for a good cheaper than a Walmart good cheaper than your average fast fashion good and in turn, they get a certain grade quality of thrift that you guys have sorted directly from the source of these thrift clothing. Exactly. And um, the best of the best. The best of the best. And 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Actually. Well, we nailed it. Okay, we can go home now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Megan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to fashion, everyone. So uh, what did you discover when uh, you first got into this industry? Uh, you and I had been talking about this years ago. Uh, you had worked uh, on a company called Nifty Thrifty, which I believe had raised about $2 million dollars. Yeah, and you went through more than that. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> raised it and lit it on fire. Yeah, exactly. So what we learned was the focus of that company was high-end vintage. And, uh, and what we did was photograph, measure, describe, upload, color correct every single product. And we right. realized that that wasn't scalable for a few reasons. One, because people don't want to sort through hundreds of thousands, if not millions of clothes. Uh, from a retailer's perspective, if there's one... A desirable product on the website you right. can't scale that it's there's only one of that thing and then then lastly investing in all that infrastructure in used clothes that are essentially thrown away that have zero value um, investing all that labor into them is really not a, a winning game so that's why we've taken away the uh, we've made it easier for the customer by just sorting by category and sending them asking the customer to be a little bit more flexible with what their uh, desired product is and uh, by doing that we pass the savings on to them and um, it's just ultimately better for the environment so there's a threefold approach here that you have first this uh, this by category um, uh, sale uh, so customers are just picking an item and a thing uh, second there's a data approach so customers are giving you feedback on the things that they want, but you're exactly. beginning to know your customer a little bit more, and ultimately you're, you're able to better match your good. And then third, I would imagine that you're going to get to a quality and grade approach where you have a, a fancier type of t-shirt, a better type of jean, or a better type of uh, a flannel that you can then match. Yeah, there's infinite amount of categories that we can ultimately sort for. So right now we only do 13 different categories. We're limited by... Uh, you know the scale of the business right now but ultimately as we grow we can start any sort of any sort of category of clothing that you can imagine can be sorted for because it's in the American waste stream so so there's hundreds of millions of clothes of tons of clothing that you could sort for it's like the whole exactly. world of clothing the whole world we're talking pea coats rain jackets uh, you know green military shirts uh, Anything that is Adidas track pants, anything that is basically made, uh, we can sort for, and and they come across, they come through our warehouses. So uh, that's the goal, essentially. The, the this vision, works for other products, things like bicycles. Baby, you know it does. So the vision is all of America's waste. I think it goes beyond apparel, but you know, I I think that. Apparel is a great place to start because it's it's reasonable to ship, um, but yeah, it, it, this method of selling secondhand can be can be used for everything from picture frames to garden hoses to uh, beer mugs to, to beer mugs and bicycles. You know it. I love it. Uh, out of curiosity, Barnett. Yeah. Do you think it's time to pay the bills? Yes. Okay. Who's our lucky sponsor today? Drum roll, please. It's the Smile NYC. Yay! And in part, Shinola. In part, Shinola. Um, For their sponsorship. They have amazing rotisserie chicken at the Smile. 
delicious. You can get it on Howard Street. They got great meatballs too. We never talk about the meatballs. Chocolate chip cookies, guys. That's your that's favorite. Where it's that's where Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. With a little salt. Sea salt all day long. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. The voice of reason. So and <laughs> yeah. th- and those chocolate chip cookies with a little sea salt on it. You can get those at every single Smile location. You can get them at the Smile at the Freehand Hotel, which is where we're at now. Sick. You can get them in Dumbo. I hear you can get them at Mark Jacobs. You can get them at the Mark Jacobs store uptown on Madison Avenue. And you can uh, get them at the Smile on Bond Street. Both Walk, classic. don't run. Smile. <laughs> to the closest smile. You go. SmileNYC.com. SmileRadio.fm. At Smile. The Smile NYC. Sick. And welcome back. We're here with Topper Luciani and Megan Erminger talking about sustainable fashion. But most importantly not just about what makes fashion sustainable, but the most sustainable of all sustainable fashions, reusing the shit we have, people. There's tons of it out there. Totally. And I, to interrupt, uh, sorry, no, no, no. I just, good segue. One more thing that I want to talk about, one more benefit of secondhand, is um, there is something that needs to be really talked about more, and, and it's not really in the sustainability uh, category, but the labor that's being used to make fast fashion is uh, it's slave labor essentially right. and it, horrible working conditions in Bangladesh factories falling in and on themselves uh, pay grades that are like way 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 below minimum poverty levels totally and you know it's it can be debated that these uh, that this like race to the bottom is giving these workers a better living than farming or prostitution or something like that but the argument is that these massive profits that uh, these mega corporations are making uh, don't have to be um, taking advantage of such extreme conditions. Right. Uh, the bottom line is they can afford uh, to pay better wages and still make a healthy profit. But uh, consumers need to need to vote with their dollars a little bit more. In order to make that cha- in order for that change to really occur, and that's a shift from uh, doing it for shareholder value towards sustainable, perhaps human value. Yeah, and and that's why I'm I'm so grateful that you guys are here and just uh, giving us you know one more platform to kind of shout from the hillside of what is going on with uh, what these giant mega corporations are doing. It's pretty great, great. It's very very crazy. It's awful. It seems to me that certainly buying used clothing helps fight that, but maybe so does like robotic manufacturing. Good news. Mm. We have a representative, unlike us, who sit in our white tower talking in podcast land all day, of the people's people. Megan, what are the kids buying today? Well, Henry, (laughs) you know what? Kids are actually buying a lot of vintage stuff right now. It's very hot. Um, and there is, you know, Buffalo Exchange in New York, which a lot of people go to for mm-hmm. secondhand stuff. And you know what, guys? eBay. Vintage twin. Yeah, there's eBay, a lot of people yeah. on eBay. eBay still And there's doing a great uh, designer now called Reformation. Yeah. And it's all recycled material, That's which incredible. is really, really lovely. Um, and it's really fashionable and expensive. They and really know what they're the doing. The ladies for love sure. it. They really do. The ladies love it. I bought a dress um, from there. But 100% fast fashion. I, there's a rumor, I'm not sure if this is true, but there's a boat that Zara has people on to like make all of the clothing from the latest shows like the next day wow. put is, them in the store this, this is true this is, is, a, this is not a rumor this is they have a boat they, they have some factories set up on large boats which travel in international waters 
And you're skirting no, a few insane. laws they, that way. They do like. Yeah. Like, you mean a slave ship? Yes. Maybe, I don't know. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, everything that we say on this show is true. And so, yes, it is a slave ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's an awful ship. Certified and patented. So during Fashion Week, during the runway shows, Zara will see all the clothes that come out. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, come out with their own thing. Wow. Ex- almost exact replicas. That is astonishing. Also, it's much cheaper if anyone wants to shop at Zara. I always, I was always. Confused. We don't encourage shopping at Zara as much no, as no, we can. We I never really understood because, right, like I've, I was like put on tons of fashion shows in my right. previous life, and I never understood how or why people from indie techs were allowed in the shows because at the end of the day, they're invited. Like Fashion Week isn't. No, Fashion Week isn't really like a pay for ticket thing. I mean, there's ways to do that, but like they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's a trade event. You get invited by the designer or the designer sales team or the designer press. Right. And right. so like somehow these people are making their way. Yeah. Like what are they contributing the, to the publications? You know, like maybe is that some kind of time? I don't know. I it it always miffed me because they. Uh, every show that we would do at Milk Studios, there was someone from Indie Tax. And do we think fashion is changing? And that's both a question about how we're producing uh, it, and and you know some of the sustainable means that we might be adding because people like H and M or people like Zara say that they're doing sustainable initiatives. They've got a, a long well, list of stuff that I think the thing that's changed is like is the immediacy of content which is Megan like kind of your world all day but it's you don't even really like the indie text person being in the show is one thing but like at this point they don't even really need to be on right. the show like right. they could just go to vogueRunway.com and and see a digest of every single look right. from any show that mattered to the fashion industry and get a pretty good sense of what those uh, clothings are a, a good example um, and a little bit of insight into the industry that I always like to bring up is a lawsuit between uh, there and there's a really good website around fashion law called right. thefashionlaw.com I think which um, future sponsor <laughs> hopefully <laughs> they that world of like ripping designers off right from what you see on the runway is very much a legal gray area because it's different. IP law is different in every country. Right. And IP law as it relates to fashion is like extremely undefined. Right. There was a case where um, Zara ripped off a uh, raincoat company out of Denmark called Rains. Right. Which is they have a store on, down on Lafayette near the Supreme store. And Rains took them to court yeah. and and fought the battle, which is hard to do against a big ass company like the company still probably out. means nothing to them. You, well, they 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 stuck through it uh, and and won. Oh, I think wow. it settled out of court, but it was you know one of the few examples of that happening. The um, bigger question is what in Baby Jesus' name is driving such demand? Like, what about our consumer Instagram. culture? Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We want immediate satisfaction for everything and clothing's the same way wow and so you buy something fast fashion yeah it's this crazy looking thing you probably won't wear every day wear it once take a picture probably never wear it again wow and go on to the next one that's why i mean where fast do you fashion. shop i love ebay no joke ebay is incredible i love ebay yeah 
That's where I get a lot of my things. Oh. And Reformation. And oh, sometimes wow. Zara. <laughs> Sorry. I, sometimes I get some fast fashion. <laughs> Quit judging me. Maybe I like but a drink. But no, I love eBay. Because you can get old stuff and it's different. Yeah, and, and the economics of how the fast fashion houses work is that they don't have to sell out a collection. Like, they can sell a, f- a fraction of, you know, the 10,000 black sweaters that they make or whatever. They could sell a 1,000 of them and still make good on that black sweater skew and then, like, slash the 9,000 other sweaters and put them on the back end of their store in Crosby Street. Right. Yeah, and, garbage and, and bags, there's you know? the waste. There's the waste, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's the waste that goes into making each unit of clothing, but it's the waste that happens after the, the retail touch point as well right and then and that's and those are the obvious players like let's not forget about your uh walmart or your tj Maxx or whoever that are also manufacturing so much garbage um yeah. <laughs> just making it to to throw away is this an inventory management problem is this a data problem i think it's just a i think no at its core i think ultimately it's a uh, consumer behavior problem basically it goes back to uh, what I love to reference is this movie a document a BBC documentary um, about uh, about Sigmund Freud's nephew uh, who moved to America to use his uncle's uh, principles to help turn American society from a needs-based society to a wants-based society um. and basically what uh, what this whole um, concept was was so Fro- so Freud's nephew came and was hired by all mega corporations in the 30s and 40s and 50s to use Freudian principles to really like get under our skin to just make more crap and get Americans to not feel whole and eventually it became the world to not feel whole and to just need more, need more, need more and fill those holes with consumer bullshit. We're <laughs> getting in there today, huh? Yeah, totally. We're going deep. <laughs> and, you know, it's totally ingrained in our, in our psyche. And that is, uh, and that's fundamentally the problem. And, and that probably won't freaking change. So, like, But adding on that, the, like, it's so easy to buy clothes online now. Yeah. People don't shop in stores anymore. So I think we're buying more because it's easy. Wow. And ads on Instagram, ads on Facebook, ads on anything. It's yeah. it's always telling us right. to it's buy more. Right, it's super accessible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's time for our second commercial break? Yeah, who sponsored us for the second round? I'm told that today we're sponsored by a small clothing company based now principally out of Houston, Texas called Goodfair. Goodfair.com, shop by category, do it for the earth. You'll get something really fucking rad at a reasonable price. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Bobber. Absolutely. <laughs> you know how we do. <laughs> Shout out to the smile, too. Thank you. Guys, um, I would love to talk a little bit about uh, what the consumer can do. And I wanted to start off the conversation by asking Megan if she participates in any of these really hip Brooklyn-esque dinner clothing swap things um, that all the fashionable hip new york ladies do i thought that i was hip and fashionable and i've never heard of these dinners sick yeah uh, i've never about? heard of this but you, I, this is like really the awesome. you're the worst Sorry. <laughs> always gets one in every episode <laughs> <laughs> so what is this exactly 
So, basically... What's your question, Henry? There's... <laughs> my question has no question. There's um, uh, a practice or... Like a, you know, like a book exchange. Like a book exchange. But, like, people get together and, you know, they exchange clothes. And they do it over, like, a dinner. And it's cool. And, you know, like, they go through their closets and, and swap stuff and reuse stuff. Um, so... I was thinking about, you know, when preparing for this episode, thinking about some of the things that we could tell our users to do and other than, you know, shop secondhand and go buy a good fair. You should do that right now. Go to goodfair.com. Thank <laughs> you. Um, other than those things, I was thinking about some of the fun alternative things that people do. And there's almost a gamification that's been done by the, what are those uh, companies? It's, is it ThreadUp? ThreadUp Swap. Yeah. Right, so like there's, um, uh, there's a lot going on in the space now. But Poshmark, Poshmark, there you go. Um, the real, real at the, the higher end. At the higher end, uh, there's definitely a consumer behavior that we can advocate in get together with your friends, have a dinner, play spin the bottle, and exchange each other's clothing, whether you're wearing it or not. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I swear. Also, there's this great website called Rent the Runway. Where you don't have to buy clothes, you can rent them. Yeah, that's yeah. really she's incredible as well. Which is she's, really good. She's deep at it. Yeah. And another thing that is kind of starting to bubble up, like in the deep culture of the deep web of recycling, is just mending culture. So basically, it's all about just buying something that has a little bit more quality. Right. And, uh, you know, when it starts wearing out, mending it. Like, I think that there will be kind of. Uh, more of a of a movement towards that as people become more sustainably minded that at least is my hope what i feel like there are, are a couple of fashion lines playing around with like adaptive reuse of garments like bode i feel like is doing that what do they do i think that they take uh scraps mm -hmm. and then bring the scraps together into oh that's garments uh, what what's the gene line? Uh, redone. 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 Yeah, they Great one. do an unbelievable job, and it seems like they have a thriving business that is really motivated by Instagram and yeah, uh, and it, it's really a, a very labor intensive process, and they're paying uh, you know American workers a great wage to uh, to update those gene cuts. So I'm all for that. Right. There's a there's a whole industry of cotton recycling that creates new garments, um, gene recycling, whether yeah, four partial days. or... There's a, t a venture-backed uh, t-shirt line called Four Days. Yeah, that's the one. That's what I was yeah. thinking about. There we go. I don't know much about them, but I follow them on the gram. They have unbelievable branding. Right. Yeah. Bode, New York, produces one-of-a-kind handcrafted clothing. Cut from antique fabrics, Victorian quilts, grain sacks, and bed linens. Oh my god! Tailor made in New York. They're, it's very expensive. Yo, like, DM right. me that. Please. This jacket. <laughs> I mean, these jeans are fucking fuego. I, I can imagine. They're like He's I don't know if fallen it's, into a K hole again. <laughs> I don't know if these are jeans Victorian or like quilt. My grandmother's quilt. I love it. But they're four hundred and twenty-five bucks. Holy! It's moly. expensive, and they're kind of like blessed by the CFDA. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Cool. Um, so shopping the four days redones. There's also good fairs of the world underneath your bed. Sometimes 
I don't know. I have bags of clothes under my bed. Yeah. From, I just have them. Totally, and I just totally. think I need new ones, but you don't need new ones. No, you, you have, keep them. Yeah, you I, keep yeah. them. So I have like shopping and exchange. Yeah. yeah. Every space in my apartment has things Storage. in it. Yeah. You, know? you, you bring you up a really go back good to topic. You don't need Very, new What about donating? So outside of exchanging and, and repurchasing, which we've you know talked about to some extent, what about donating? Um, Topper or Megan, where do you guys uh, donate your clothing? How do you sustainably pass it on to its next life. I feel like I need to disclose that I live above a Goodwill before. That is a major fair. key alert, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, so at, in New York, it's hard to bag all of your things up and then give it away. Right. Yeah. They're heavy. Right. You're not just giving one bag, you're giving like five. Right. Uh, so you could cab it, or you know, if you live above a Goodwill. You could awesome. do that, yeah. Um, there's Buffalo Exchange, too, if you want to go and exchange that for clothes or donate them Love there. That. Have you tried any of those, like, thread up real, real? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, she, great. She's big They're into great. reselling. I'm big into <laughs> okay. reselling. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you're donating to um, a charity like a Goodwill or Salvation Army, if it doesn't sell in the first two weeks of you donating, oftentimes it won't even hit the store floor. But if it doesn't sell in the first two weeks, it's already on its way to being sold at, to a recycler. You know, one of the partners that we at Good Fair used to fulfill our our orders so it's kind of cool that how the waste stream happens right so literally just don't throw it away anywhere is better than the trash exactly would you rather spend an hour in goodwill or an hour in salvation army you're asking me yeah you (laughs) (laughs) i am uh, thrift stores are like my second home it's really crazy sometimes i just walk around i was telling my girlfriend yesterday when I'm in Houston alone and in rag houses for weeks and weeks on end, in order to unwind, I'll walk around a thrift store. <laughs> like that's <laughs> wild. It's his yoga. Yeah, it's my yoga <laughs> he's side. listening to all by myself. <laughs> it's my meditation. So I personally uh, like the way Goodwill. Shout out Goodwill. Uh, I like the way they're um, merchandised a little bit better, but. Uh, you know, I love the treasure hunt anywhere. I love like random mom and pop thrift stores. I love Savers, Value Village. Um, Value Village is great. That's like a Canadian special. Yes, exactly. But they're owned by Savers. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So donation of the goods being the second thing. Um, and in fact, there was, that's not the second thing. The first thing was repurchasing is the thing that you can do. Repurchase, reuse, exchange, mending. And, and, and the old mending subculture was the second thing. Um, donation and, of the and goods. And fixing, because like, you could buy... I feel like there's there's a brand, a t-shirt streetwear brand called Election Reform. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they will buy like whatever, old NCAA shirts and then embroider on top of them. That's very cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Love that. So, the kids are innovative these days. We yeah, want, they're doing we everything. Take that away from them. I think we should go into the lightning round of what Megan would and would not purchase used. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you know, there's a world of goods. So, like, this let's just true. let's just throw some things. Do we at all her. get to contribute? To yes, this? I'm saying. Oh, okay. It's just cool. this is a three on one. It's. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure here. if that was. This was one of those like <laughs> selfish Henry moments. I'm okay. First off, the entire <laughs> show is a selfish Henry moment, according <laughs> to you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what about lingerie? No, I would wear lingerie. Bra- I have a bra. 
bra. But I wouldn't do underwear. No, there's a lot of things that go on down you there. Just you know, you Only gotta sold keep in it. Japan. Yeah. You are correct in vending machines. <laughs> yeah, that's the word on the street. <laughs> oh. Craigslist uh, too does that. Oh, not yeah. that I know. Okay, sweatshirts. <laughs> For sure. Socks. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Recycled socks. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. So, like, we'll move away from apparel then. Um, like a garden hose. Um, I don't own a garden, but if I did, then yes. Okay. What about a bicycle? For sure. What about consumer electronics? Mm, electronics are hard because if you buy them online, you don't know if they actually work or not. Right. Like yeah. a mini disc player? They change so That's fast. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> the mini disc. I did Thank buy you, my Sony. Guitar Hero online and it works perfectly oh, as nice. of Saturday night. So. Okay. Laser disc. I saw you were playing with your cat. It's Kehlani's cat. I'm watching, I'm watching my girlfriend's cat and we played Guitar Hero together. Actually, she watched while I... With annihilated the her the cat yeah. yeah yeah all right what about in ear earbuds no vibrator no okay no <laughs> even barnett was grossed out by that one yeah that's got to be sterilized <laughs> so, so you would oh, post yeah, sterilization sterilized oh count me in <laughs> Uh, what about, um, you know, there's a, a really great marketplace for books and all of that other stuff, which businesses like Amazon made their bread and butter on. But what about things that, you know, you, you, you personalize to some extent? Makeup and skincare? Yeah. Mm. I have never bought used makeup or used skincare. That goes on your face. It's like a very personal thing. You right. don't yeah. know yeah. what else has been in there yeah, yeah right. there needs no to be a seal yeah, yeah. Some right capacity. okay also like ziploc bags would you well the takeaway from this is that there is a <laughs> whole universe outside of apparel of products that can be reused that can be exchanged and that can be purchased that we should all think about as consumers being mindful i think the last thing that i would note um in closing is that if you're able to keep your garments um you're cutting your emissions drastically i we have a, a post on our Instagram that if you keep um, at it's better dot world, it's dot that it's better dot world. There it is. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. Like what he said. <laughs> what what he said. What she said. So <laughs> what, that's what she said. <laughs> it's better dot world. So. Um, uh, doubling the useful life of clothing from one year to two years reduces emissions over the year by 24%. Wow. So hold on to your clothing. It reduces emissions because the garbage uh, from textiles is the third largest methane contributor uh, when it decomposes. And uh, because, you know, there's all other sorts of things which go into clothing, not just healthy cottons. Uh, and there's a large amount of water and energy that's used to make each garment. So in closing, uh, repurchase uh, your, your reuse good, goodfair.com people <laughs> and our sponsor. Um, do, it, do it for the people. Uh, and uh, mending, uh, exchange parties. Um, and what were the other? Brainwashing like your friends and family group to not be wasteful with their fashion as well. Right. You can re-gift clothes. I'm big also. into re-gifting. Christmas, yep. birthdays, unwrapped Easter, re-gifts, President's Day. I don't know. Okay. 
Yeah, if you just rethink your consumption just a little bit, as Henry was saying, uh, it goes a really, really, really long way. I mean, you can still shop at Zara and all these uh, these big quote-unquote enemies. Um, just try to curb it a little bit. And keep it yeah, for keep a long time. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, uh, team, thank you guys very, very much for coming. Uh, Topper, um, uh, thank you so much for having me. That was so keep, much fun. Man. Keep doing the good work. Um, yeah. uh, Megan, thank you. And we hope you come back for more of our episodes, particularly on our beauty products. Uh, One Ocean Shine. I would Shine. love to. Thank uh, you. Megan, what topic would you love to cover more than anything else? I think beauty would be really nice. Beauty. I love skincare. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about skincare. Yeah. It's a, it's a rich topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Noted. I follow Good Fair at Good Fair underscore. Shout out. Heal the world, people. I'm Henry Lynn. And I'm Barnett Zittrain. And this song is on brand. All the kids, though. Sorry. <laughs> All right. It's really dark. <laughs> Shout out. Better world. Join us soon. Peace.